What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Help More, Sell More podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Burlingame, joined by my co-host, Joe Marcou. And we're excited for this episode, right, Joe? We're talking about, about the debrief, right? Yeah, you know what? It, 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 Jeff, I'm so excited about this one because a lot of people don't do this exercise. They yeah. don't debrief. And it's amazing that if those that do are always the ones that are the most successful. So listen in, kids. This is one that you definitely want to pay attention to and how to debrief properly so that you don't get egos involved. Anyways, we're going to hop into that in just oh, a minute. We, we got some stuff to talk about for sure. And Joe and I are going to provide two different perspectives of this because this is something where if you guys don't know, Joe and I come from two different-ish backgrounds, but we both have fitness experience. The funny thing is we both at one point sold treadmills, like literally That's just it. sold fitness equipment. Uh, and, you know, through that, our, our upbringing through sales, books we read, uh, seminars we attended, um, you know, I'd never had met Joe or heard from him before. I heard him on a podcast for the first time uh, through a company that I work with right now, Two Brain Business. And when I heard him talking about sales, I was like, yo, that is exactly how I sell and how I train people. And like, it literally mirrored everything I did, which for one was confirmation of what I was doing was good because you've been doing this for longer than me. And you've written books and you've done seminars and all that awesome stuff. And for two was like, okay, it's gonna be awesome to talk to this guy and then like put our heads together and like maybe level up in those ways. And here we are on this podcast. So you're going to get our two different perspectives. We didn't, we've been doing the debrief method for a long time uh, when we're, we're training and developing salespeople, as well as how we trained and developed ourselves in the beginning to become stellar salespeople. So it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about that. Now, real quick, before we dive into the material, you guys know the drill, like, subscribe. If you're listening to this podcast, please leave a review. That helps us out so much to grow this thing, to help more people, uh, including salespeople who help us other people uh, sell more. We want Help you guys more, to be successful. We've got a lot to contribute on this show. So again, keep listening, keep sharing and keep leaving reviews. We appreciate you guys so much. That said, we, we also have a group, a free group that you guys can join. We're going to be posting in that group starting December 1st. Right now we're trying to just grow the community a little bit so that there can be more intelligent conversation going on. And it's a private group. You got to answer a few questions to get in. So only real people allowed, only salespeople and business owners, please. And I figure you're not listening to this podcast if you're not one of those things. That's but it. once we grow this group, we're going to do some giveaways. So we have a giveaway at 100 members, 500 members, and 1,000 members. And the giveaways just get more and more valuable as time goes on or as the group grows. So at 100 members, we're giving away a call uh, each, one with Joe, one with me. And at 500 members, we're going to be giving away a month of sales dojo with Joe. And you're also going to get access to my entire course. So we've got has a $3,000 value, by the way. Yeah, that's that just, just in and of itself. And that's just it. If you're, whether you're new member to the Help More, Sell More group, or even if you've been, if you're one of the first few people, everybody has a chance to win. So yep. it's imperative that, that you do us a huge favor. And it's five words. Can I count on you to share this with others? Five words. Can I count on you? How about five other words? Who do you know who? Who do you know who <laughs> that would love to learn some tactics and some things that are going to help more to sell more? Get them on. Get them into the group. Get them, get them listening to this podcast. We're here to help you guys. 
as uh, and I say guys, it's ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're here to help you do a better job at this great opportunity of helping more people. So you can sell more and have a better quality of life. It's all good. Absolutely. So we're going to have a new segment today. We do have a new segment today, and we're going to keep this segment going forward forever, including when we start having guests. Joe and I were just talking about our guest list coming up here soon. So you guys, we are going to have people on the show, and it's going to be awesome to hear from them, to uh, hear about their backgrounds, their successes, their failures to learn from, as well as maybe how what they do falls in line with what we do. So I think it's going to be very interesting and fun to get those contributions going forward. This new segment is called Wins of the Week. And this isn't new for Joe, and it's actually not new for me. I never called it uh, Wins of the Week. We called it Bright Spots. Um, I've been doing this for years uh, with mentees, with uh, within my gym when I owned my gym. And you know, you've been doing this in your dojo as Wins of the Week for a long time oh, too, since, since the onset, right? Yeah, before and even before that, the wow or the win of the week, mm-hmm. that's exactly it. And it could be big or small. It could be business or personal. The whole thing is, and I learned this from a sales coach, Blair Singer, that I'm going back over 25 years, and, and I love the, the concept, and it's celebrate all wins. Yeah. Big or small, business or personal, it's all about energy. It's all about vibrating on that right frequency that gets us to that next level, and it's, it's about momentum. Right. I mean, if, if that that object in motion tends to stay in motion. So, you know, it's so important to be able to have the habits to create yep. that positive energy with other people that you're around, because as salespeople, we're talking to other people. And the odds are, you know, like Jeff and I don't look at each other as, quote unquote, competitors. We're collaborators. I've got a sales program. He's got a sales program. So rather than thinking in terms of scarcity, I'm all about abundance. So, hey, you know what? Come take my program. And by the way, you should also, if you decide, hey, you know what? It's time for me to move on. Go take Jeff's program or do our programs in tandem because like we had said previously, there's things that we're we're in such alignment with everything that we do that it makes all the sense in the world. I mean, I've currently mm-hmm. got three coaches in my life. And, you know, whether it's life coaching, business coaching, sales coaching, it's ongoing. So there's one thing about the onboarding process. It's another thing about the ongoing process. And wins of the week is a habit that helps create that energy that continues on with the behaviors that gets us to our goals. So the win of the week, I'm going to throw it to you, Jeff. What's your win of the week? Big or small, business or personal? You can have more than one. What do you got, man? Yeah, so uh, I told you this at our dojo yesterday, but uh, I'm going to nerd out with you guys real quick for a second. But I'm also a dad, so this is this is my my proud dad moment. Um, my my daughters are into Legos. I grew up with Legos. They're also now my oldest daughter really is the only one that's into this. She's Emma. She's eight years old. And she just got into watching Harry Potter, which is like a annual tradition for my wife and I has been for years. I mean, I was in high school when those movies came out. So that's the nostalgia factor for me. I know it's not for everybody, but it's definitely for us. And uh, my daughter, Emma, and I and my wife, like we get to watch Harry Potter and we're building all the Lego Harry Potter sets. So it's just like super fun, very like uh, fall Christmassy kind of season going on post Halloween. Now, as of the recording of this podcast, we got our Christmas tree up like it's just very holiday vibes in my house right now. So that's, that's like my big win. 
previously i i didn't talk about this on the last episode but i just got back from a trip on uh fishing the saint lawrence river up in new york and i got to fish on uh at a spot that most people don't get to on a reservation thanks to some of the guides some of the friends that we have up there and uh we we knocked them dead man i caught the biggest smallmouth of my life four times in a row like pd four you, times man. Uh, ended with a 4.3 pound smallmouth, and if you guys don't know, I'm a big fishing dude. I actually have a fishing channel on YouTube, and uh, we filmed for that. So like all the videos over on Burley Fishing, if you want to check it out. But it was a blast, heck of a trip, legendary. Like I I will have memories from that forever. What about you, Joe? You know what? My win of the week. It you know it, it's it's twofold. Number one, you know prior to the to this whole pandemic. Here we are. We're we're recording this early November in 2021. You know, we've been for the most part. I've been working remotely and working via Zoom with my client base, which has worked to my advantage. However, there's nothing like a live event. Now, granted, everything that we do as far as sales training is done live on Zoom. When we're talking belly to belly, nose to nose, toes to toes, live events where high fives are going on. It was it was tremendous, and this was I got the opportunity to go speak at Disney World, and so yeah, I just got back. It was an absolute pleasure to be at number one. One, it, it is a destination. Number two, it looks mm-hmm. great on the resume. Number three, this business summit that I was a guest speaker at was outstanding. And it was so much fun to be able to create something that was impactful. It was over two days. I spoke on both days. I got to meet some really great people. I can guarantee you, I haven't asked him to be a guest on the show yet. John Formica, who's known as the ex-Disney guy, and he's America's best customer experience coach. We hit it off. And what's great, Jeff, is we were in such alignment as to how you and I are aligned. His concept of what cre- what needs to be done at a personal level and at a staff level and as an energy level to create the ultimate customer experience because we get mm-hmm. caught up in I need more leads I need more leads I need more leads and where he's coming from is what can I do to not only retain my customers have these customers come back and be happy never mind willing happy to pay more on the next visit and it was outstanding. So I can I can tell you right now, I'm going to give you a pledge. I'm going to get John Formica on this show. He's going to be one of our first guests. So there you go. I'm putting it out there. It. And and again, uh, for me, I have new members jumping into the dojo, into the Army of One sales training program. So yeah, huge win. And uh, I look forward to you and I when we're at a point where we're going to be doing our live events as well. So stay yep. tuned to this podcast. Stay tuned to the Help More, Sell More Facebook group. Like be, be a member because it's going to be... We're going to be doing some great things for you guys. We're going places, folks. All right. So let's dive in then. For today, we are talking about the debrief, you guys. And what is a debrief? A debrief is essentially a review of your performance after a sales appointment. If I were to put it in the simplest terms, that's what it is. It's self-reflection. It's a professional self-reflection, and it's one that you definitely should do. This is one thing that I find is so easily overlooked and ignored by salespeople, like just cross the board throughout all industries, salespeople neglect this one major thing that they could do that's so simple. It's so simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. You can look at it 
as like just this necessary evil of you know, let's sit down, let's take the time. And honestly, it's not that much time. We're talking 10 minutes. You sit not down even. after an appointment. Yeah, not even. Like you sit down after an appointment and you review the facts. Objectively look at yourself through a microscope. What happened, right? How did the appointment go? And what we're going to do is Joe and I are going to kind of go back and forth here on how we like to do it with our salespeople as we're developing them, what we look for specifically, maybe just little nuances, little specific things within the debrief that we feel you guys would get the most value out of if you're to go and do this. And our goal, as with every episode of this podcast, is to give you a simple action step to walk away with just one. And that one action step today, of course, is going to be do a debrief. So hopefully you get some ideas, maybe get something out to take some notes on right now and write this out. And maybe, I don't know, maybe once we like start posting within the Help More Sell More group, we'll put a template up as well. So again, join the group. There will be templates. There will be lives. There will be, you know, posts going up in there weekly. So there's going to be a lot of value. You're not going to want to miss that. Uh, but Joe, what is, what is like one very, let's just go one one thing at a time, right? So what's like the first thing you look for in the debrief that you think is valuable to a salesperson to assess? So let's 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 confirm something here with it with that question, Jeff. And that's you you just mentioned template. So if you don't have a standard <clears throat> operating procedure or a template in terms of the your baseline approach as to how you get a discovery or clarity with your prospect, whether it's bricks and you know brick and mortar, whether it's online. So obviously brick and mortar, you want to have people that are listening in. And just listening in from afar, you don't want to have people like that you're under a micro microscope because your prospect's going to feel like, what the hell's going on here? Weird about it. Yeah, yeah like that's so, so you know, just be listening in, right? Paying attention when, when the opportunity presents itself. Online, um, if you're it, like, like I do on my sales team for the SOS Dojo, we'll record clarity calls and then we can review them. So the, the this there's a question of context, right? If you're in a, in a retail location, Recording that, it, it might be kind of weird for your prospect. Recording a Zoom call, I mean, it's like, hey, we're just going to record this call. We do that. Um, that Most people are very fine with it. So just I want to set the, set the stage there, depending I'll, on what business you're in. I'll throw one more thing in there. If you record a sales session and you don't notify the prospect that this is happening, that might be illegal. So oh, just yeah. full, full heads up. There's a reason... On Zoom, Zoom has made a lot of changes since the pandemic because yeah. Zoom all of a sudden is used by everybody. Um, but it's not it's not the only video conferencing option, right? But no, it is it is yeah. yeah, it's just one of them. But they made a change where they make this very loud this session's being recording, right? Or being recorded, yeah. right? So that was added in so that you know the people you're talking to know that you're recording this conversation. Right. And they right. can opt in to be recorded or not. And if they're not, yeah, then they can say, no, thank you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's on Zoom. If you can record it, that's a great idea. In person, I would say if you can sit at a distance, I used to do this with my salespeople. Like you sit at a distance and kind of listen in while you're just like, you know, whatever, doing other uh, cleaning. admin work or cleaning or whatever. Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. totally fine too. Or, you know, worst case scenario, or in the case of uh, solopreneurs, right? Like you're by yourself. It's just you, nobody can listen in you. I mean, you, and, and you could ask the prospect, Hey, is it okay if I record this uh, voice recorded or whatever? And if not, then you just got to go from memory. 
And that's yep. where like the debrief really shines through is you're just trying to recall all that information. Exactly. And the, is the benefit of the debrief when you have someone else able to give you, and again, the intention here is when we call these critiques, it's giving you course corrections yeah. because ego can get in the way. So you have to set that stage. So now that I've, I've clarified this, if you don't have a template or a step-by-step -step approach, this is where you get into Jeff's program take advantage of it and do the program or you could do army of one. I mean, there's, there's, there's different approaches that, that he has. I have, once you've got that, um, the, and the other thing that I was reflecting on, like one of the businesses that I have is called lead cycles. We do call recording. So it'll say this call will, you know, is recorded for quality assurance. So you can review the calls and a lot of people don't take advantage of this. And this is why I think the debrief, uh, content that we're going to be talking about today is so important. What's the purpose of it? You should have standard questions within your standard operating procedure, your template, your process. You need to have certain questions that always, always get asked. And then there's going to be nuances between that. So mm -hmm. that's one thing. The next thing, so what, what's one of the things about the debrief? Well, I, I check in where, where's your energy level in that? Yeah. Right? Like first and foremost, did you ask these questions and have a listen? What was your energy level like? As opposed no. to, you know, because you might say all the right things. If your energy, if your energy sucks and you're <laughs> kind of out of, you know, hey, welcome here. Like, I mean, yeah. come on, right? Yeah. So, you know, highest energy wins. It's behind me all the time on, on, my, on, on the wall. One way or another, mm -hmm. it's there. And we talked about this meeting the people and being able to ramp up the energy so they come with as opposed to you know you you show up at a level 11 when they're at a level three you're well, you're going to lose them and that's yep. why the debrief is also so critically important so let's start there have your process record it if you can and then check the energy let's go first what about you jeff what what were some of the things that you'd want to cover yeah, I think that's good. And I think that's a good segue to our story time for today, too. So um, yeah. I'm going to jump in okay. with uh, the next part slash my story when I started doing debriefs. And what Joe was just referring to there with uh, the recordings also gives you that outside perspective. So I, I would actually I was on my own when I first started, like really doing service based sales, those personal training sessions. We've talked about it in previous episodes. You guys know what I did. So I'm subcontracting uh, personal training sales manager. Right. I don't work for the gym. I work uh, or I don't work at the gym. I kind of work as a subcontractor for the gym. Right. So I'm there selling personal training to existing members. Now, I was on my own, essentially a solopreneur in that scenario, because uh, the company I worked for branched out, had a ton of different gyms, and they would just plop us in there. You're a sales manager. You're a sales manager. Here's five trainers for you to service the training sessions that you sell. And I'd be on my own on an island most of the time. We'd do conference calls. I, I've done role play with 30 people from 30 different gyms before. Like, if you guys have done role play, you know how nerve wracking it is already. Imagine doing that on a, a gigantic phone call with your boss, the president of the company, and then 30 other salespeople who you're competing against on a monthly basis to try and be the best salesperson in the company, right? I did it. I was the best salesperson in the company, but gosh dang, were those calls nerve wracking. But anyways, I digress. Uh, <laughs> with being alone meant that I had to find a way to learn. Now, at the time, this is 
years ago, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, something like that. Um, I would record myself in my pocket on my phone doing the appointment. And then I would send that recording to my boss and say, what can I do better? Cause literally oh, like, great. yeah, I, I don't know about you guys, but when I got started in sales, I was, I mean, I'm still hungry, but like I was hungry. I was starving. I was like, yeah. I want to do better. I want to make more money. I want to be the best in this company no matter what. And I was making pennies. Like, it's not like the commission was good. It's not like the bonus was good. It was just about winning at the time. It was like, I just want to yeah. do better. I want to get more people. Paid. Yeah, exactly. Like I wanted the bragging rights, but I also wanted more clients. I wanted more happy people as well. And I wanted my trainers to be full up at the same time, like have all their clients. So they're getting paid well across the board. So what I would do as I would record that, I send it to my boss and say, tell me what to do better. And that's how I slowly learned about the debrief because he would say this, this, this. And I started identifying like the sections of our appointment to your point. Like you should ask these questions. You should have this energy level or learn how to match and pace up. Like we talked about last episode, you guys, right. uh, with their energy level to get them to meet you where you need them so that you, you get to that level of energy where they buy, right? They don't buy at a two, they buy at an eight or a nine or a 10. So I need to pace them up to that. So I would learn about these things and I'd write them down and I organized it. And that's where my debrief came from. Like the initial debrief sheet that I made my first template that has evolved over the past 12, 13 years, of that's course, great. but like, I would just say, okay, energy level, right, right, checklist, I made a checklist, right? So <laughs> check, energy was there, okay, that's good. Uh, yeah. Intro, warm, welcoming intro, okay, good, got that. Um, you know, like initial questions, just uh, the exploration. Uh, Joe prefers the TED method, right? So tell me, explain to me, describe to me. Uh, and my discovery is a, a little bit different, but you can go with like the W's and the H's, who, what, when, where, why, how, right? Uh, or you can go with TED, or you can do both, or you can go back and forth. So I started yeah. learning like, what discovery questions were getting me the best answers. And then I would like slowly, you know, weed this stuff out. And what happened was I kept sending him these. Eventually he was like, dude, stop sending me your recordings. You're fine. And I was like, okay, fine. So I started self-analyzing because I had my sheet now. I had learned from him what he was looking for because he was a very successful salesperson. I mean, we're talking about a guy who would come into my gym and he'd be like, you guys are down in sales. And he would just take one of my appointments and then he'd come back with like a $2,000 personal training sale and be like, see, it's fine. And then I'd be like, yeah. well, all right, I must be just doing it wrong. So, you know, I just took everything he said to heart, made that debrief sheet. So for my story time, like that was that experience, that initial service-based sales experience that uh, helped me develop this sheet in the first place. So I'd say the next thing on the list, other than you know, my quick story there, right, was uh, to be looking at the questions you're asking, and whether or not you're getting, you know, the right answers from them. So case in point, if you just say, like, what are your goals? And someone says, Yeah, I don't know, I want to lose some weight. And you say, great. Why? Right? That's a bad question. That's a bad right. follow up question. But if you're new to sales, and maybe you don't have like uh, the these subtle nuances when it comes to human conversation. Like, let's say you need to learn how to be a better conversator, then maybe you need to learn that over time and go like, "Ooh, yeah, that was an awkward question. Maybe don't ask that next time. And yeah. You learn from that. Right. And then you tweak and then you change and then you eventually come to this consensus of ask questions these ways, get these answers I want. Right. So it's analyzing those that line of questioning, um, and, and I'm sure you'll talk about Ted here too, but like 
how to get to the information you need in order to get the sale, right? Get to that point where this person understands like what their problem is, how you can help them and that they need to buy this program. And there's also the aspect of how much time do I want to spend with someone? Because there's opportunities, especially if, for those of us that have a busy calendar, you might have, hey, I've got another call, I've got another call. Or if you're in a retail environment and you've got, you don't have appointments set up and now you've got customers coming in, you have to be very tactical in terms of how you use your time. Case in point, I've dealt with people in the power sports industry, the auto industry, the electric bicycle industry, for example. And these are products, for example, that, you know, that are three to five to $20,000. Well, I can't spend six hours with one person when I've got a flood of other customers coming in. And so I have to be able to gauge people's interest. And I also have to be able to ask the right questions to be able to be the guide to take them to the desired outcome, which of course is solving their problem, helping them make a choice. Mm -hmm. Notice that I'm, I'm helping them make a choice as opposed to getting them to buy, right? Mm -hmm. There's a difference. And so, cause I, I mean, people still want to buy things as opposed to being sold to. And again, time collapsing the approach when time permits is very important. And so that's something else that takes practice and tactic. So one of the things that I, I preface this with everybody, myself included, is drop the ego. I don't care if you, you know, whether you've been in sales for 50 years, like myself for 35, like Jeff for 17. Is that about right, Jeff? Almost 16. Going to be 16 okay. this year. So, or whether you've been at like, and if you're the business owner or if you're the newbie, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Drop your ego because the only way that we're going to be able to continue to learn is to be able to have somebody else do a course correction. So case in point, yep. my story would be back when I had my retail stores, I would, I would, we would all, you know, have, we had the up system. So basically everybody had a turn regardless of experience. Everybody, once you were able to, once you passed, we had a, a test, we're going mm -hmm. to search, call it the exam. Once you passed the test, you were able to sell anything in the store. And, and, you know, if we're talking high end products, so now, you, you go through a process and the rest of us would still be active in terms of whether it was cleaning, putting it, doing some admin and paying attention to what was happening on the floor. And then between each opportunity, we would talk to each other and it would be a, like, it would, it would be a huddle. We wouldn't have to necessarily sit down at a desk or anything. It would just be a quick huddle and it would be, okay, what went right? What went wrong? What could we improve on? Because yep. like in some cases, like I would have a salesperson, you know, whether it was Colin, Paul, Derek, Reg, Al, uh, Anne, it, it wouldn't matter. Uh, and I'm just going through some of the people that I was working with back then. They, they, when they did something right, we would, up, we would encourage them, right? That's part of the debrief. It mm -hmm. would always go in and say, okay, here's what you did right. Even if the person left and didn't buy, here's what you did right. We always started off on a high note. So if you're debriefing yourself or debriefing your team, here's what you did right. Here's a course correction and then finish it on. And again, this is, here's the course correction. And then let's practice that course correction right now to reinforce that behavior. Yep. And then again, celebrate the win that they just got the course correction and then let them go back out. Right. I mean, that's yep. the whole point of the debrief. You have to be open to it. And so I, my, my story would be in the store. I had, I, I had a staff member 
who saw me fail miserably with a client and I tagged off. I was the owner of the store. She had actually mm -hmm. seen me on television. I was interviewed by a local person and a news uh, personality. So she came in to talk to me and for whatever reason, the vibe was wrong. I picked up on it and I said, Hey, I want to introduce you to Paul. She and Paul totally hit it off. Paul got the sale. We did a debrief afterwards with everybody. And I had people asking me going, Hey, so why didn't you make the sale? And they're like, cause I could tell there was something up with our energy. We weren't at the yeah. same, and I'm, I'm just going to call it this. We weren't at the same vibration. And, and here, and again, I'm going to be <laughs> blunt here. I came in way too high and Paul was a little bit more chill. She was, she was probably at a level six. I came in at a level nine. We needed a level seven. Paul showed up at that seven. It, it had nothing to do with the fact that I didn't know what I was talking about. I knew exactly what I was talking about. Paul yep. came in, did a great job. We debriefed it and he needed it. So we had two debriefs, <laughs> mine and his. Here's the thing with Paul's debrief. Paul had opportunities where he could have offered more accessories and, mm -hmm. and a, an even better buying experience. So, you know, I, I didn't do anything wrong other than my energy was at the higher level. So I, mm -hmm. I, I removed myself from the situation. There was literally no way for me to bring my energy down. I was, it was too late. The damage quote unquote had yeah. been done. And this is, stuff, guys, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, cause I had already had a couple of sales during the day. So this was like an, in the afternoon. So of course, mm -hmm. you know, when you're clanging and banging and you're having fun and everybody's having a great time, then all of a sudden somebody comes in with a lower, lower energy and I'm already at a level 10 and I bring it down to nine and I'm still too high. Hey, you know what? Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I can't remember her name. So it could be like, Alice, you know what? I want to introduce you to Paul. I, he's, and I want to introduce you to him because he's better suited. And we discussed that. And this was a learning moment, not only for me, uh, it was a learning moment for my team because there were some new guys. And it was a learning moment for Paul because he picked mm -hmm. up on the fact that, hey, he tagged off. And that could be a whole other episode. So, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, the tag off or yeah. we used to call it a TO. The funny thing is like the universal language here, you guys. Like, I, I don't know if you know this. Joe's in Canada. I'm in Michigan, like we're, we're in different areas, different countries, essentially, and in different indus industries, yep. yet the terminology is like universal. So if you guys are in sales, maybe you have an ups list, right? It's, yeah. uh, you qualify for that ups list. You gotta be closing deals. You gotta be at, you know, at uh, peak education level, certification level, whatever it is that's required for you. I had the same thing, right? And it was based on our closing percentage. So it's who's hot and who's not. And if you're yeah. not, you're doing role play until you're hot. And then you get a shot right. like every so often to get back on the ups list. Uh, we wouldn't leave them hanging. We would just train them, train them, train them, yeah. have them shadow the better salespeople and then hop back in. Bring them back up. And, and, yeah. and the TO is hilarious because like the TO would happen where we stall out or I'm like, man, I am not good. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm just hitting my head against a brick wall here. I still feel like this person needs this. I want to help them, but it's not going to be me. In Joe's case here, it's not going to be me that's going to help this person. And that's fine. That's where the ego drop comes in, but I'm glad you brought that up. That's so, so, that's many, so funny. Same terms. So many teaching moments within that too, because mm -hmm. you know, as as a business owner and as an entrepreneur, I, I uh, many people think that they well, there's nobody that's going to do it better than me. And the answer to that is, well, you know what? Drop your ego because what's the name of the podcast? What's the name of the Facebook group? Help more and we'll sell more. So if I'm in a position where my ego is going to get in the way, I'm promising you, you're not going to help more. So if your energy level is too high, 
and 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 you're you're not doing debriefs to be able to be cognizant of that? Or did I miss out on a certain question? For example, one of the things that on uh on a, here's another quick story, Jeff. There was a recorded call that we did as at, for one of our bike shops that mm-hmm. they are a subscriber to Lead Cycles, and one of the owners called me and they said, "You have to listen to this call, Joe, because we need your help." And the outcome was this. I said, you have to fire that person. Ooh. The, the, it, it was... Okay. The, yeah, the, here was the debrief. Wow. The, the, the recorded message, and I'm not going to mention the bike shop's name, it was, first of all, there was a way to answer the phone. And this person didn't follow protocol. So in, it, let's, let's just assume, like, if my store was called Joe's Bike Shop, you could answer it a certain way, like, it's a great day at Joe's Bike Shop. How can I be of service? In this case, right? In this case, the protocol wasn't followed. The recording showed it's Joe's Bike Shop. Literally, that was the answer. It wasn't even, hello, it's Joe's Bike Shop. started like that. The customer on the other end of the, of the line said, hey, I just got your text because we have an automated service that does follow-up, right? I just got your text. This is like three days of follow-up. So the person says, hey, I just got your text. Uh, and I'm curious. I'm, uh, and, and, the, and before the customer could even ask the question, the person who, an- who, who answered the phone, Joe's Bike Shop, says, what text? <laughs> and the customer says, well, the text. I just got a text from, from, from your store. Well, I never texted you. <laughs> and, and, and so it just now... It gets better. It gets it, better. Now, better. now it's, it's, this is recorded, right? So yeah. now the, this, this guy is so focused on being right as opposed to he's got a lead that's calling in the store. They might as, the next best thing to a phone call, you guys, is having them there live. Anyways, I'll cut to the chase. The customer says, well, okay, whatever. I'm just curious. Do you have this bike in stock? Because I was there three days ago and I got your text and it reminded me that I want to buy it. This is recorded, Jeff. I can't make this shit up. I want to, yeah, I want to buy it. And the guy says, with glee in the tone of his voice, nope, just sold it. And lets the customer hang. And the customer goes, oh, oh, okay. Any other potential solutions Uh, here, sir? Nothing. Nothing. And then click, the customer hangs up. And I'm like, oh my God. So, so of course, this is why I told this woman who's the owner of the, the store, I said, you have to fire this guy. There's yeah. and nothing was followed. Let the, like, how about, how about, you know, it, it could be, you know, hello, fun, Joe's bike shop, or uh, it, it, that's kind of a hint in terms of which brand I'm talking about, or it's uh, it's a great day at Joe's bike shop. This is Joe speaking. How can I be of service? Yeah, I just got your text. Oh, terrific. Somebody from our store texted you. What did the text say? Because it wasn't me, right? That, right? Yeah. I don't know what the text said. Simple. What did it say? And, and, then, and then it would be, well, I, I came in and I tried this bike. It was red. Do you still have it? And I would say, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I, we just sold it. However, what we can do is we can take a courtesy hold right now over the phone and get that in for you. We can do a stock transfer from another location or... <laughs> We can order it in, but you know what? Not yeah. a problem because it's such a popular bike. Let's get, let's wrap this up right now. What's your credit card number? No, the guy was a complete a-hole because he wanted to be right because he didn't send out the, t- I mean, oh my God. So debriefing that 
is so critically, I mean, if, if you're not yeah. watching this on YouTube right now, Jeff is like literally rubbing his temples because he's going, he's <laughs> I'm flashing. dying. I'm yeah. dying. True story. Here. I can't make this up. So the power of, of debrief provides you as a business owner, if you're getting recordings of your team, you get to go, hey, this is, this is appropriate behavior. This is inappropriate behavior. And then what it also does as us as individuals who are open to continue to keep honing in and sharpening the skill of our craft is going, oh, you know what? I shouldn't have said that. Or, oh, yeah. you know what? I could have handled that objection differently. And then I got to practice it and practice it because that's the other benefit of the debrief is I'm going to go into it, listen mm -hmm. to it, or watch it. And then like, don't just do nothing about it. We talk about this. What's the action step? What can I execute right now to improve the game? Because guys, that's the whole point of a debrief. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and to your point here too, there's also a form of documentation here, guys. So if you're trying to train and develop salespeople and you get a guy like this and you want documentation before termination, you can document like this sure. happened. These are facts. This happened. And, yeah. you know, if he's a subcontractor, depending on your state rules, laws, whatever, like you can probably fire him. Um, but if he's an employee, you might want to document a few of these circumstances, train, develop, and then like if that doesn't work out. That's a fireable offense, right? But that's not where we're here to really talk about today. We're here to talk about how to make everybody better. So, uh, you know, what I want to get into next, and this is probably going to be another future episode. See, we just keep hinting at like future episodes every episode because we, we keep getting like, we got to talk about this. Um, yeah. For the debrief, what I find to be crucial, this is going to go more to the analytical side of things for a second here. So bear with me. There are phases of your sales process your sales process is not simply meet customer help customer sell to customer right there are there's more nuances than that so what i want you thinking about within your debrief joe's hitting a lot of the very important like subjective nature of it like how you talk voice inflection your body language um energy levels all this is huge and that you can only see uh or potentially hear through listening back and watching those recordings. Now, the other thing is to make sure that the system is followed. So what I deal with with Burley Sales a lot of the time is analyzing your sales process, breaking it down, and then rebuilding it. So the way I look at, like, let's just call it perfect sales process, right? Yeah, like what yeah. we want the sales process to be, you should have this intro and discovery phase. Now that is the most crucial phase. I mean, if we're gonna help more, since that's 50% of our title of our podcast and our yeah. group, if we're going to help more in order to sell more, we need to really know, understand this person, get them to know, like, and trust us. And then we can bridge this gap where we can actually help them. Right? So discovery is crucial in that process. So you should have a discovery phase in that discovery phase. There should be some very particular questions you are asking. So we got into uh, Ted or, you know, you know, the W's and the H questions, right? Five W's, yeah. Exactly. So like you're asking those questions again and again and again, you're peeling back those layers, you're digging deeper, you're getting to a point where you have a deeper understanding and connection with this person and you find an emotional tie down, right? You find this uh, in sales, a lot of times we call it a hot button, right? It's a staples easy button. You slap that button and this is like something that draws uh, an emotional connection between your prospect and whatever it is that you're trying to sell them, right? There is a connection now. They can see potentially like if I buy this thing or join this program or this mastermind, 
then on the other end of this, I will be this person, right? If I get this new TV, I have this new living room layout, I now have this entertainment space, and now I get to be the entertainment guy for Sunday Night Football. Um, or, you know, I join this mastermind, I get to level up myself, my business, and improve over time. This is going to be a later episode, don't worry about it. But anyway, so you should have the the end goal of that discovery phase is to find that emotional tie down every single time every industry i don't care what you sell there's an emotional tie down trust me yep. then from discovery you're going to have a transition to the close right there's a transition you can't be like cool sounds like i got what i need what do you say about signing up today right there's a transition where you're confirming things with them right so you're Based saying like, what you just told me Yes, exactly. So you have some sort of line like Joe just said, based on what you just told me, uh, Mrs. Jones, based on what I'm seeing here, based on your goals, what I feel the best fit for you would be is X, right? And then and you move you to your close. Yeah. yeah, then you have your offer, your close. So you'll have a presentation of some sort. Don't barf features on them, please. They don't really matter like you think they do. Nobody cares how the thing works. They just care that it works. So right. you just move to that close. Here's what we're going to do for you. And then you have your closing line, you know, why don't we give this a try? Uh, which one of these options fits you best, blah, blah, blah. So you close and then you have your objection handling phase. So when you're looking at a debrief, the way I want you guys to think about it is partition it into sections where how did you do at meet and greet? How did you do at discovery? How did you do at transition? How did you do at the closed presentation? How did you do at objection handling? Because this way you can pinpoint a section where you struggled the most. Joe mentioned earlier, what went well, what didn't go well, what can we do better next time? So good, bad action steps. That yeah. is what you need to figure out. What went good, what went bad, what are the action steps? In other words, how do we make the bad, course correction, not bad, action steps, right? And then you apply, this is the key action step from today's episode, you guys. How do you apply now? You go to your very next appointment and you do what you just like wrote down, right? This is how I make this not suck next time. That's the whole point of the debrief. So find in that debrief, find that section where you struggle the most and you'll, you do like four or five debriefs, you guys, you're gonna find an average. I struggle with transition to close. I struggle with pricing presentation, you know, whatever it is, yeah. nail it down and then focus on that section. You don't have to role play the entire the sale, sale every time. No, no, exactly. That's going to take forever. Role play is going to be just monotonous. Role play the only just the specific section that you right. suck at. That's yeah, she turns how you around and said, Mrs. Jones turns around and says, I need to speak to my husband and then and the sale is blown. Not a problem. You sit down, you go, okay, let's do the spousal objection. Let's practice it. Bang, 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 bang. And now, okay, you go back out there. Nice. And it's okay, depending on the, the, you know, I'm a big note taker, so I bring notes out and I also have a template with me. So, mm -hmm. the, you know, Confucius say bad handwriting, but the good memory, mm -hmm. follow your system. Like the idea of winging it doesn't work. This is why the debrief is so important. And those people that actually have a systematic approach that Jeff talks about in Burley Sales can tell you this, when you have a, a systematic approach, you can measure it. And when it's measurable, you can grow it. Exactly. So we're going to wrap up there, you guys. And I know there is there's actually a lot of meat to this episode. So really break this one down, debrief this episode, if you will. Uh, and make sure, of course, that you took notes. So if you didn't, 
go back and listen again, take some notes, make your own debrief, analyze your own personal sales process within your business uh, or organization that you're working at, Absolutely. and then review every single sales appointment you have. The next five, my challenge to you, the next five sales calls or sales appointments you take, do a debrief. And then yeah, whether you're alone or with your team and have somebody yeah. listen to yours or you listen to theirs and go back and forth. And it's not about being uber critical. It's about, mm -hmm. hey, here's what you did great. Here's where you could improve. And let's practice that part. It's exactly what Jeff talked about. When you do that, and we did that in our retail stores, we did that on our business to business calls. We do that within our, my sales team now. I can tell you what a huge difference it'll make to your bottom line. And you're making people happy because they're, that's like, what's your goal? What's your purpose? For us, it's we wanna make people happy. So if we do it yeah. right, not they're so happy, they're thrilled, they're buying from us. Exactly. So there you guys go. There's some good action steps from today. Uh, again, we'll be back next week. Mondays, 6 a.m. Eastern is when we drop episodes every single week. So stay tuned for the next one. Episode 11. We already broke 10. I'm pretty proud of this. Let's do this. I'm having fun. You having fun? Oh, man, I'm having a blast. Let's go. <laughs> Perfect. All right, you guys, be sure to like, subscribe, drop a review. That helps us out a lot. Share the podcast again with anybody in any sales-related field or anybody who's a business owner. This helps us out a lot. And be sure to join the Help More, Sell More free Facebook group. Again, December 1st, we'll start dropping more content, doing live, dropping templates, all that stuff. There's a ton of value. Horizons to be one. There are prizes to be won. So at 100, 500, and 1,000 um, people in that group, we will be doing some valuable giveaways. So hang tight with us. We appreciate you all for listening. Good luck. Get out there and help more people and go sell some more, all right? <laughs>